service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. Good evening, Paul Cooney here with Stephen Cragen and we start with big breaking news. Rangers fans, your number one goalkeeper, Alan McGregor. Finally, we know the decision. He's staying. He signed another year with Rangers. Stephen, what's your reaction? One of the great Rangers goalkeepers, he's staying. No doubt about it. Uh, first thing, probably a little bit surprised because all the speculation towards the end of the season his uh, few minutes at the end of the Scottish Cup finally got the wave to the Rangers fans everything pointed towards Alan McGregor leaving the football club it looked like a farewell didn't it it did however sometimes when you spend the summer in the house and you don't get out and about and you think to yourself maybe I should have second thoughts and go back to Ibrox or back to to the training centre and, and get myself involved again the big question now moving forward will be is Alan McGregor going to come in as number one again will he stay as number one or will John McLaughlin get his chance that's the question for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst moving forward what is the decision does he keep him as number one or does, does John McLaughlin get a, a proper run in the side um, there's been mixed reaction on social media mm. I have to say some Rangers fans saying he's been a great it's time to move on it's time to invest in youth. It's time to bring in someone new. However, I think having Alan McGregor around the place will be a huge influence on so many people. But um, it will be interesting to see who is number one and who is number two next season. What do you think, Rangers fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We're with Stephen Craig and the former Motherwell and Northern Ireland International. 70-odd caps. I always got fairly close to... 54. 54. Well, that's close to 70-odd. Yeah, uh, Stephen Craig is with us. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Beautiful weather today, Stephen, here in Glasgow. You've got the shorts on. The I summer have. kit. Yeah. We don't get the chance to do it very often, Paul. So <laughs> yeah. any kind of glimmer of sunshine, I'm afraid the shorts are on. The legs aren't as yeah. good a nick as what they were when I played, but they're still there. <laughs> well, I was at Callum's Cabin Ball the other night and Joseph uh, Smith was their big motherable fan and uh, sends his best. Oh, he good. loved seeing you on Brilliant. many occasions at Fir Park. He's a great Scotland fan as well. In fact, he was telling me about his trip to Dublin the other week where for £60 he managed to get the... It was like a two-day journey no sleep but the Scotland fans they follow the team everywhere don't yeah. they it's been a, a troubled well, few weeks for Scotland he certainly yeah. wouldn't have got a hotel for £60 a night in Dublin when it was incredible I was over doing a couple of Northern Ireland games I was based in Dublin on a few occasions and the, and the prices of the hotels were extravagant to say the least but yeah you're spot on about Scotland it was, it was kind of a hard uh, international mm. window to to discuss with them I, I, I think Probably underwhelming would be yeah. the word. Mm. You know, the, naturally the aim was to get to the World Cup finals. That was the key with it all. Those ha hopes crashed right yeah. away. So you still had these other games. You did. And to be fair, the two games they won were the two that everyone expected them to yep. win. Armenia home and away. The one in Dublin was probably a bigger disappointment. You know, just the way they played, they looked flat. Did they, you see that coming? They lacked energy. You know, you see no, so much football. Well, it's interesting. Steve Clark said that, that he didn't see it. He didn't see the Ukraine performance coming. Mm. And then you think you're back on track beating Armenia at home, even though it was quite easy and straightforward. They were never under any real threat. Maybe did that give them a little bit of false confidence? Then they went to Dublin. And I have to say, Ireland were struggling ahead of that. Ireland haven't won or hadn't won at home, I think, for 10 or 11 games. They had lost in Armenia a few days before that. So they really came out fired up. 
And sometimes in a game like that, because two teams are evenly matched, the first goal can be so crucial. Then they can mm. see the second one within eight minutes. The game has gone by then. So at least they've recovered against Armenia. They have, I think, Ukraine home and away and Ireland at home. Seven points out of nine, you'd think would be enough for them to top their group, which would then give them the possibility of having a World Cup playoff spot. It's a Nations League playoff spot, which could lead to a World Cup position. So still all to play for. So much football. Rangers fans, that's the big news there. We gave you at five past five that Alan McGregor is back next season another year he had a chance to go to the Middle East but he turned that down at the weekend uh, part coaching part playing but he is going to be, is he going to be the number one what do you think Stephen is it going to be him is it going well, to be John McLaughlin last season was unusual for Alan McGregor because he made more individual errors in a season than I think I can ever probably remember why is that for fair? him as a, Let's, a, well, yeah. as a goalkeeper yeah you know Ross County's mentioned yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Hearts at home was another one he could have came for a cross and he didn't come mm. he couldn't get off the ground but sometimes that tells you the calibre of the goalkeeper mm. when you're nitpicking and you're able to pick out two or three moments you know, in the season. I always remember that it was the same with Andy Gorman you know, when Andy played that if he made a mistake it was highlighted because he didn't make that many. And Alan McGregor probably over his Rangers career hasn't made many. So when you make two or three in quick succession or within a short period of time then the critics start to raise their head. I think Rangers had, you know, they'd cost points because at Ross County did the game one and, they, and, and then there was a mistake at the at the death, they ended up drawing 3-3. So it, it gets highlighted that little sure. bit more, Paul. Um, but I'll, you know, let's be honest, when you're 40 years of age, you aren't getting any more mobile, you aren't getting any more athletic at 40 years of age. You've got to try and maintain what you have. So the challenge will be for John McLaughlin to go and show the manager that he's better than him in training, he's better than him in the pre-season games. Then the decision comes down to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. What I was thinking and what I said to you earlier was that if John McLaughlin's number one, yeah. okay, and he had a little bit of a sticky spell, and you had a, an inexperienced backup or an inexperienced number two, it'd be hard to bring John McLaughlin out and put another inexperienced goalkeeper in. So potentially having Alan McGregor as a number two behind John McLaughlin, knowing that if he has a little wobble or has a few mistakes or the confidence goes a little bit, you could easily throw Alan McGregor in just to kind of settle the thing down and that could kind of take the sting out of it a little bit. So that could be in the manager's thinking. So you think John McLaughlin might start as the number one? I do think he, he will do. I think yep. he'll get a better chance this year of being mm. number one than he has in any previous season. You know, just because it's taken so long for the Alan mm. McGregor deal to get over the line. Listen, Alan McGregor won't be thinking that way. Oh, sure. You know, as yep. much as he might have said, yeah, I'll go in as number two and he'll yep. do that, he'll be desperate to get that jersey back on and play. But then it'll be interesting when the numbers come out, when the squad numbers are announced, because Alan McGregor's always been number one. I think John McLaughlin, number 12, possibly yep. 13. Mm -hmm. So if there's a little rules reverse there, then that might give us a little bit of insight. So there's lots of little subplots going on. I heard Danny Murphy and he was saying that when he was at Liverpool, some of the top players used to bid for the jerseys. They would, for example, the goalkeeper's jersey. He wouldn't say who it was, but one of them bid 30 grand to wear the number one. And he said then he lost the number one spot. So he paid 30 grand, apparently. He wouldn't say who it was. I, I, I would wonder where that money would go to. Yeah, you know, mind you, you I, I mean, Liverpool. You couldn't, you couldn't imagine yeah. the manager taking a thirty grand bond no, to try no, and get yeah. number one. No, the breaking news is not that. It right, is the okay. fact it's Alan McGregor okay, is going fine. to be at Ibrox. And Rangers fans, what do you think of it across the city over the weekend? Just after we came on air, Harry Kuehl announced uh, as part of the team with Ange Postecoglou, his uh, countryman. Mm. What do you make of it? And what do you know? We all know. We remember him as a player. Yeah. It's been mixed fortunes in management. It has been. Sometimes you can't really take into consideration people's playing careers mm. as with regards level of coaching and what they do. But Ange Postecoglou knows the game. He knows what he wants. He wouldn't bring someone in 
unless he thought that it could enhance the coaching staff. I have to say, I feel a little bit sorry for Steve McManus. Stephen had about, what, 14, 15 months working with the first team. Uh, he'll go back and work with the B team, and I know how hard Stephen has worked in coaching, so that'll be a disappointment, no doubt. His pride will have taken a little bit of dent in that. Although Ange Postacoglu did say in a statement that, that he will have a big part to play with the B team players moving up. But it just get, it goes to show you with the manager that you always talk about when you're doing well and things are successful, Paul, you want to strengthen from a position of strength. And you normally talk about that on the playing side. You think you've done well, go and enhance your squad. People now want to come to you. That's probably a bold move from Ange Postacoglu, just to bring a fresh face, a fresh voice. He was an attacking player. He's maybe got ideas of what attackers should do, just to try and add that little bit more to Celtic. If it's possible, when you look at the likes of... Yep. You know, Jota, who hasn't signed, sure. may well mm -hmm. sign in the coming days. When you've got Furuhashi, you've got Meida, you've got Giacomacus. Can he just add something a little bit different? Just to give him a little bit more balance or a bit more creativity. Something just to, to bring it in. Because sometimes when players come back after a summer off, whether it's one week or five weeks, players like to see something different, Paul. Mm -hmm. They don't like coming back to the same message. Right, lads, same again. You've always said that. Same pass and drill, yep. same cross mm -hmm. and same... Now you've suddenly got a different voice. You know, players even it's even painting the the, the the training ground dressing room a different colour or putting a badge somewhere Steady. else. <laughs> you know, I don't mean completely changing Any the colour. Any thoughts on the colours? <laughs> <laughs> it depends who the painter decorated would be, I imagine. But you know, players just like to see something a little bit to maybe train on a different pitch. Just something mm. where it's they like to be stimulated. Players don't like coming in and being bored. And maybe the Harry Cure one is just to perk the players up the game and think the attacking players are working with someone a little bit different. We're well into the close season. It's speculation time, mm. isn't it? There's so many different names. We don't want to throw too many. The fact is, at five tonight, Alan McGregor has signed another year at Ibrox. And Barry Ferguson, of course, will be back with us soon after his summer break. He'd be delighted, won't he, Stephen? Because he's always such a, you know, he's a big aficionado of the man. He played alongside Alan McGregor. And who wouldn't be? He's been well, it, outstanding. It's hard not to be impressed with yeah. what he's done. You know, I don't think many people when Alan McGregor was 30, 31, 32 would have thought that he'd be playing 40, 41 years of age. So I think, first of all, he deserves a lot of credit for keeping himself in shape and having the appetite and the hunger to go and play again. Because it's easy when you get a little bit older and you have a few knocks and aches and pains and you think, do you know what? I've had enough. I'm, you know, I'm ready to move on. He obviously believes that he can go and, and play and, and still compete. Is it a, a way into coaching? Possibly. Look at Stephen Davis at about 37, 38 years of age. Something similar to Alan McGregor. And he's re-signed. He has. Yep. So you'd imagine the Rangers fans now are thinking, right, okay, We've signed up a couple of boys. So we've signed up three. Connor Goldson, Stephen Davis, Alan McGregor. We've now got them on board. So we've got a little bit of continuity. We've got the consistency within that dressing room. They now want to see players coming in, not to make the squad better, make the team better. I think they need three, four, five signings to play in their first 11, which then gets the best out of the rest of them round about them. And I think that's what Ange Postacoglu done last year, Paul, when you think about it. The players he brought in played in his, played in his first team. He came off the plane. He came off in. the plane, played, yeah. and they played yeah. in his first team. Furuhashi made them better. Jack and Magus, when he came in, made made them better. Jota made them better. Carter Vickers made them better. They probably needed more last year than what Rangers need this year. However, when they came in, they played in their first 11. That's what Giovanni Van Bronckers needs. Up front for Rangers, they need to change the menu, don't they? Itten has gone. Um, Roof, not really yeah, played well, enough, did he? No, no. Yeah. He was a, an interesting one because when you think of the Europa League final when Rangers didn't have a centre-forward, he played three minutes. Then the Scottish Cup final three days later, without a centre-forward again, he didn't even get on. You know, so that would make you think, does he, do, well, does he have a long-term future? Maybe we're reading between the lines, but certainly, you know, if you're the player, you wouldn't have a lot of confidence in the manager wanting to play you. 
you know, because he didn't play in those two games. Alfredo Morelos, as is every summer, is linked mm -hmm. with moves away, sure. I think. Seville. Seville, and it was, uh, I think, Fernabachi today were also linked. Mm -hmm. So, if he does go, you think Rangers would need at least two more strikers. You know, I think Eric Bottheim, who moved from Bodo Glimt to Krasnodar, you know, for a big fee, you know, I think six and a half or seven million pounds or seven million euros, his contract's been ripped up and they reckon that could be a move for Rangers. I mean, it was, was it uh, Erling Haaland released uh, 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 something on social media, some sort of link with Rangers, so, uh, because he's best friends with them. That was a clue. Yeah, well, that, well so mm -hmm. to say, the people sure. in between the lines, yeah. what did they say? I, I can't think of the song they have, Let, Let's Do It or whatever it is. Uh -huh. Um, Both so, on the move. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, could he potentially end up at IROX? But again, as you said, every single journalist has to try and fill pages. So, they have to link to any, any single player. Is it time for Morellas to go? He's been brilliant for Rangers. I mean, we could talk about him for the next hour. Yeah. Of course, you could. Yeah. Um, I saw some highlights on this morning. You know, they show the old firm games. And I just switched it on at the moment where he was sent off in one yeah. of the games. Um, but he has been. Um, Wonderful on occasions yeah, for Rangers. So many goals. Been a huge success. But is it time to go now? Take the money, what, 12 million or whatever, Well, and create a new strike force? Depending, either sign a new deal or sell. That's what you have to do. With one year left, Paul, you can't afford to let sure. this get to Christmas. Nope. You know, as, a, as a football club like Rangers, who talk about the player trading model, they can't allow it to get to January and then say, right, we'll take three million or two million. You know, they either have to sell now for a try and get optimum fee. They won't get the 20, 25 million they hoped for a few years ago or 16. I'd, I'd imagine somewhere between eight and 10, you would think. You would think that Do you think? Be, yeah, because remember, think, two years he, ago it was 12 million. Well, that's it. Because he had, he had longer in his contract, of course. He's only yeah, got a year sure. left in his contract. And by the way, it's the same with Ryan Kent and the same with Joe Rebo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're sending you contracts yep. or you have to think of selling. Otherwise, the value of the player decreases and your income and your player budget could change. At Celtic, Jota, we're still hearing it oh. could happen this <laughs> week. It looks as though it will. He's been on holiday and why not? Um, I see Jack Grealish is getting stick for uh, being pictured there. That's maybe another uh, topic. Players are surely entitled to get away in the summer. But back to Jota, what's your gut feeling? Is he going to sign? Yeah, it, it, it would seem that it would be only a matter of time. But suppose Celtic fans have probably been thinking that for the last two or three yeah. weeks. There hasn't been a lot of speculation with other clubs. Uh, Celtic played in the Champions League, chance to win trophies, had a great season, great rapport with the fans. You know, Celtic fans might not want to hear it, but he's probably thinking, I can go there, do well for another couple of seasons, and suddenly then I can open up another window of opportunity for himself. You know, Celtic are a selling club, as most clubs are, Rangers the same. Who isn't? Yeah. Exactly. You know, so... Uh, if, if you can get the best out of him for the next two years and he moves on for more money, well done, pat him in the back and move him on. Like it's happened with Victor Wanyama and Virgil van Dijk, yep. uh, Moussa Dembele, you know, Ryan Christie, mm. all these guys, have all, uh, Christopher Ayer. So, yep. Exactly. So that's what happens. However, if you can get him in and get the best out of him for two years uh, and get more success and move him on, then I think they would take that. On the radar of Celtic, apparently, the Argentinian defender, left-back, 20-year-old, Alexander Bernabé. Now, it's speculation at the moment, but the stuff in social media, you'll see that he was uh, sent off for a headbutt incident. Yeah, I mean, that would probably be a yellow card in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another position they've been looking at, isn't it? A left-back. Yep. You know, and, and that's not been detrimental to Greg Taylor, but... And who's had a good season? Yeah, yeah, very good. Volleyball and goalie isn't involved at all. They Who? need someone to come in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They need to come in and try and create a little bit of competition. That's one thing Celtic have had. It's certainly in the second half of the season that Ange Postacoglu had lots of options. He had lots of chances to rotate. However, in the left-back area, he didn't. You know, Earlier in the season, Juranovic had to go and play on that mm -hmm. side. So he probably just wants another left-back to come in and try and compete with Greg Taylor to try and get the best out of both of them. But certainly Celtic are in a much better position this summer. When you think back to this time last year, when they you know, probably just about had a manager. They just signed uh, him, yeah. It would have just been yep. around this time. Mm -hmm. They lacked depth of players. 
There was concerns would they even be able to compete against Rangers. So mm. it just shows you what can happen with a matter of months. See, Rangers have been fined six thousand six hundred and fifty pounds of after fans were throwing objects in the RB well, Leipzig game. It's, it's, it's just, and then it just yep. followed it on that that's yep. their ninth time this season, uh, yep. last season. Mm -hmm. Hundred grand in fines yep. they had to pay. You know, I, I understand supporters want to go and they get overexcited and they get emotional, but you know, to be costing your club one hundred thousand pounds, you know, that's money. a lot of money for. Mm. For any club to have to just give up and continue, you'll find. So let's hope that they uh, can contain themselves a little bit better next mm -hmm. season. There's some atmosphere at Ibrooks, you know, in the European nights. Same at Celtic Park. They are. But there have been incidents, you know, smaller ones over the years. Yeah. But you're right, the, the fines rocket, they add up to hundreds of thousands of pounds. Matt Fitzpatrick, of course, winning the US I Open. Um, I watched it until I realised Rory couldn't win it. Really uh, yeah, yeah. He was in contention, wasn't he? But the last but day he, he fell uh, away. Well, yeah. it, He'd got a burden and a bogey, yeah. and a burden and a bogey, and you think this isn't <laughs> going to go his way. Yeah. He, he couldn't build up a head of steam to kind of go and put himself. But as soon as he was out of the running, I thought, I'm off to bed because I stayed up to about half past one on Saturday night watching him. Did you? Because yeah. he was playing mm -hmm. well, but I thought, I'm not standing there late on Sundays. On the charge. Unfortunately yeah. for him. Yep, maybe uh, we'll see at the Open. And of course, there's uh, so much speculation and controversy in golf. We'll see who's going to be playing at St Andrews. It's great, the, it's great to say it's not just football that has a Indeed. controversy, isn't it? In fact, uh, that was the is that the brilliant shot, that was the at, shot the 18th, at the 18th wasn't it Fitzpatrick magnificent shot yeah. but you can't see it in the radio so we'll move yeah. on but well done to him it's good to see another game name at the top of the game so the headlines at five tonight Alan McGregor has signed a one year extension a one year contract with Rangers so he'll play till at least he's 41 469 appearances with Rangers in his two spells absolutely phenomenal um, still waiting to hear um, about Jack Ross to be confirmed as the Dundee United uh, manager, they've got the new club crest today, but no word yet confirming. Jack Ross will speak about that coming shortly. Harry Kuehl is confirmed as a Celtic coach. Uh, still waiting to hear about Aidan McGeady. Is he going to rejoin Lee Johnson this time at uh, Easter Road? Still got it in him, do you think, at 36? Well, Lee Johnson spoke over the past week or so about his, his personal relationship with mm. Aidan McGeady and talking about his talent and the individual ability that he has. And that's probably one thing Hibs lacked last year was a little yeah. bit of spark in the final third a little bit of creativity mm -hmm. okay you can blame centre forwards but they just didn't have that spark yep. and yes he's 36 however if he's still got it and he can mm -hmm. go out and do it over 20 or 30 games a season Paul then absolutely why not he's a class act down south they're saying Aston Villa would be willing to listen to offers for John McGinn this summer mm -hmm. now listen every player it could be up for sale but does that surprise you a little bit that John McGinn he's surely integral to, to that team um, well, possibly, but you know, maybe Stephen Gerrard wants to go a different way. Maybe mm. he's got his, mm. his eye on another player. John McGinn's value will be quite high, you'd imagine. So they want to try and up, uh, optimise that as uh, as much as possible rather than letting it run on and his form might dip. So sometimes a change would do your world a good. But um, I mean, if he stays on, I don't think Stephen Gerrard will be too bothered because he's still a good player. Stephen Gregg and Paul Cooney, Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. It's the Monday edition. It's the summer special. Just uh, five until six. Paul Cooney with Stephen Craig. And listen, thanks to everyone. We're almost two million downloads, Stephen, to the podcast. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's good, it's building, it's growing. We're on from five yeah. every evening. And we're not parting uh, the way... Jack Grealish is at the moment in Vegas and I see Andy Robertson Scotland captain has been there at the party as well and why not? I mean Andy Robertson Listen, you know, It's been a long season for a lot of these guys you know they've played lots of games uh, I'm just not one for having players on social media or, or, or pictures and you know sometimes you've got to be careful phones are a 
you know, are, are a detrimental impact to everybody these days. You can't go anywhere without getting a picture taken. Got to live with Certainly it, though, haven't they? Well, yeah. they do, they do. So you've got to be sensible. You've got to be careful what you do. But I don't think you can hold anything against people going and enjoying themselves in their day off or their time off, Paul. So good luck to them. Alan McGregor, he'll be parting in a different way though. He's re-signed with Rangers. What the Rangers fans, uh, Derek has been on saying brilliant news, absolutely delighted. Uh, he's where he should be. He's been amazing for Rangers, but 40 years old. And maybe it gives Rangers time this season. John McLaughlin, will he establish himself as the number one or does it give them time to say, well, do we need another really yeah, well, elite keeper? It might give Giovanni, you know, he's only really been in six months, you yeah. know, six mm -hmm. or seven months as a manager at Rangers. So with so many things going on, the Conor Goldson move would have been a relief because to have to go and try and replace yeah. him, uh, not just as a player, but his personality and his, his influence in the dressing room, would have been a relief. You had to go and spend 10, 12 million to try and re replace that kind of quality. Were you Steve, surprised he stayed? Given that apparently... Given, given it went so long. Yeah. Given it went so long. However, when you think back to, you know, you talk about the European run, of course he didn't win the trophy, but Knights at home against Braga and you know, particularly Leipzig when they won that semi-final, the second leg, and the players were just standing in awe yeah, and looking around. It There's not many clubs you get that from, Paul. And I'm talking even Premier League clubs. You don't get that kind of atmosphere. And Celtic fans will say the same. You don't get that atmosphere on one-off games or the emotion and the crowd and the just everything around that game. He must have thought, do I want to leave here? Do I really want to go? And I'd imagine when the season finished, Goldson then went and had two or three, four weeks at home or whatever it may be, and, and he would have had offers. But then you weigh them up and you think, is that better than where I am? Am I really enhancing myself? I may be getting an extra few quid here and there, but I'm not going to get the adulation and the emotion you get from where they've been. Getting the chance to play in Europe every season, the chance to win trophies, the chance to you know, play in front of a packed house every second week, huge travelling supports. There's not many clubs out with Rangers and Celtic in Britain can do that. So that's why it made sense for him to then stay. So that would have been a relief for the manager not having to replace that. Stephen Davis with a little bit of extra security, you know, you know what you get from him. And then the goalkeeping issue. You would he have kept John McLaughlin? Would he have had to get one better than him or one underneath him? That would have been a dilemma. So Alan McGregor may have solved that dilemma for him that he can maybe start him as a number two. He can knows he can put him in and trust him. He can allow John McLaughlin to settle in. So I think it's a good move all around. It saves him a little bit of work in that area of the pitch. But it means now he can put his focus on other areas, which is probably wide areas. Uh, maybe an attacking midfield player like an Aaron Ramsey type who they thought would come in and, and, and do well. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Another centre forward, two centre forwards, maybe a centre-half also. So it means he can focus his mind and focus his money. Mm -hmm. You know, Alan McGregor won't be the most expensive goalkeeper they've ever signed. As, you know, I'd imagine when you get older, your wage comes sure. down a little yep. bit. So they've maybe saved a little bit here and there. I don't think they've saved on quality. Alan McGregor's still a good goalkeeper. So I think it ticks boxes all around. Stephen Gregg and Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Just thinking, Stephen, for you, it's been a big season, hasn't it? And I'm just thinking about the miles you've done as well. And you covered the Rangers games on BT Sport. Yeah. Would you have thought in your wildest dreams you'd be going to a final with one of the one of the big two or any Scottish team? No, I, I think when you look at the vast sums of money that other clubs are spending and other countries have mm. and the teams in all three competitions, you think the Champions League, Europa League and, and the Europa Conference League, the teams in the final and the finances and supports and you think to yourself, you know, for, for Scottish clubs to even compete, to get to the latter stages, to get out of the groups, I think has always been viewed as a success. So, um, But Rangers had a little bit of momentum. They were winning games. Mm. Ibrox was special for them. I thought that the manager changed his formation when he needed to. He was able to adapt. John Lundstrom certainly helped in that aspect. So He was massive for Rangers, huge. wasn't he? Well, yeah. his flexibility, the mm. fact that he could play in a back three mm. during the game and go in and play in midfield certainly helped. 
And there was times when they recognised they had to come off the game and soak up pressure, but they stayed in it. You know, in the nights of atmosphere, uh, sorry, the nights at Ibrox and the atmosphere and the games and the energy the players had and the performances they produced, it was just built and built and built the whole way through. So, listen, you know, for any Scottish club to do well and for you know for Scottish clubs to to progress, their home form probably has to be excellent. And Rangers' form was. Was it one game just too many? Just at the end, no, I know it was a penalty no, no. and somebody has to miss or save. I think more than enough to win it. Yeah, I, I think when they look back, they look back with a little bit of. A tinge of regret. Didn't play their best, did they? They didn't. Um, whether it's conditions, whether it's not. But I still think the longer the game went, they looked the team more likely to go yeah. win it. Yeah. Paul, you know, they showed great mental strength then to come back and go and beat Hearts in the Scottish yeah. Cup final a few days later because it would have been easy to feel sorry for yourself and just roll over and think, well, that's that's us. So, uh, you know, monkey off Giovanni Van Bronckhorst mm -hmm. back. He got a trophy. Players hadn't won, the Rangers hadn't won the Scottish Cup 2008 9, something yeah. like that. So it was a long time. So lots of boxes ticked. However, Champions League now is a huge push for them, which is why we're back to the point of saying they need three or four first-team players in, not just for the league or for next season's Europe, to try and push themselves into the Champions League, uh, Champions League and, of course, the money that comes with it. It's a huge summer for Rangers, as you said, Ella. They need a great transfer window. I mean, so does Celtic, but Celtic did so much yep. in January and it worked so well mm. for them. And Jota looks as though Cameron Carter-Vickers has signed. And that's big news, huge isn't it? One. How, huge one. Well, I mean, you were a terrific really central good. defender. <laughs> no, but, no, You've been very kind. But what, what do you see in, well, in Cameron Carter-Vickers? First of all, what you see is someone who can get better. He's 24 yeah. years of age. You think you know, there's a lot of improvement still on him. Um, he's got all the physical attributes you want. He's got decent speed. For someone so small, he's good in the air. He's mm. physically strong. His distribution from the back is very good. So you look at that and you think, can you hone in and can you make things better to try and progress yourself even So what more? would you be telling him if you were his coach, saying, where do I want you to improve? Well, it's possibly one of them is take less touches on the ball. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's, you know yeah. because sometimes when it becomes easy for you, take two, three, mm. four, five, six touches... Is there an opportunity for him to step into the game a little bit more? You know, you look at you know, Virgil van Dijk when it's tight, he'll quite happily step into midfield mm. and try and make something happen. Listen, I know he's done it on occasions, but certainly stepping in and uh, I always think sometimes position from cross balls is crucial, just body language, but that comes from playing first-team football at a good level. You know, that's probably his most consistent season as a senior professional, Cameron Carter-Vickers. So he will have learned an awful lot about himself. You know, there was concerns that when English Premier League clubs came in, there was talk of Bournemouth who got promoted. Crystal Palace, Wolverhampton Wanderers, and you think, if he moves to there, is he going to move for the money? Or is he going to think, do you know what? I want to stay at Celtic and, and, and play every week. You know, I want to play in the first team. I want to make myself better and, and sacrifice a little bit of money short term and earn it in the longer term. I was about to talk to you about Jack Ross. Can I do it now? Jack Ross is the new manager oh, of he? Dundee United. Okay. So, yeah, it's we're just coming out. We're breaking we're news. Absolutely. Yeah, Alan McGregor at five. So now at 5.32, Jack Ross is the manager of Dundee United in succession to Tam Courts. The, there were long negotiations over two days. The deal was done mm. yesterday. That's it announced now in the last few seconds. Stephen, what do you reckon? Well, I said I was quite surprised at the Alan McGregor signing. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised no. that Jack Ross is a Dundee yeah. United manager because yeah. when Thomas Courts left, Tony Ashgar, the CEO yeah. or sporting director, said, we have our target. We have no one else in mind. We have one person and we're going to hope to get him. Which... But maybe a little bit naive because it just strengthens the hand of, of Jack course, Ross. Yeah. And maybe it did. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it certainly did because yeah. negotiations took a little bit longer than what we thought they would. Yeah. Listen, every manager when they lose their job, Paul, feels a little bit hard done by. Mm. And Jack Ross will have felt hard done by when he left Tibbs. However, he'll be back with a hunger and an appetite and an energy to go and show people that he is a good manager. Dundee United are in a good place. They're in Europe. 
finished fifth in the table. They've got a good squad of young players. I think they need to add players at the top end of the pitch. They don't score enough goals. 37 goals in 38 league games. Tony Watt got one. Mark McNulty got three. Yeah. So they need to add to that. But for to leave a club at Kibbs and then get a job like Dundee United, that doesn't happen too often. No. A it, club going in the right direction, you know, going in an upward trajectory, they're not a club who are struggling at the bottom of the table and they're, and they're, they're in Europe. You get a chance to manage mm. in Europe. So I think it makes sense for both. Jack knows the league. He knows what's going on. Um, he's shown he's a good manager. Uh, what is slightly concerning well, for Jack anyway is long-time assistant John Potter yeah. is now the manager of Kelty Hearts. Sure. And that's just, just been signed. Uh, it's just been signed. Yep. So uh, he will, uh, I'd imagine he'll work with Liam Fox. Mm. Will he be the one going on? People speak good about Liam Fox and I know Liam so that's good. But I think a sensible appointment for Dundee United. Jack Ross held his nerve didn't he? Because it must be tough. He's been out of work since what, December? And that mm -hmm. must have been an absolute shock to him. Nobody yeah. in football really saw that no. coming. In fact, Ron Gordon has said since then, I think I made a mistake. I think he has said that, but it, look, that's now history. Yeah. But he could have taken maybe the Dundee job. He could have taken. There were other jobs as well. well Kilmarnock would have been up at the time as well. Yeah, with that's right. Scott Indeed. Up. Yeah. But it's funny because when Jack, he probably hasn't had a rest in management as much as he was chomping at the bit to get ah, back yeah. in. When he left Sunderland, they almost got Hibs immediately. So even you go from a, a, a negative experience, you come into a new club, and then you have another negative experience. Maybe you just need time to take stock. He was on the back. television almost as much as you. <laughs> well, well, he probably was almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost, yeah. So. Listen, it, it's a good club for him to go to. Um, when you recharge the batteries and you're re-energised, you want to go make something happen. You're, in, you're going to a club where they've had a good season, there's a good feeling about it. I think season tickets have been going well. They're going to go to Europe, I think first time since 2013 for Dundee United. Yeah. So it's almost it's, 10 years yeah. since they've been in Europe. So there'll be a real energy around that. and They get the chance to lead them forward. What you would say is Aberdeen and Hibs will be stronger next year. Sorry, have to be stronger have next year. Be they have to yeah. be better. So that fifth place may not be as mm -hmm. simple or straightforward as what it was this season for Dundee United but I think Jack Ross will do well he's a likeable guy I've worked with Jack on many occasions played against him but he came on the show and he was absolutely terrific yeah. you know there was yeah. speculation could he be um, back sooner than this but I think it's a really good move for him and he really wanted to work because at Sunderland he came so close mm -hmm. to getting the promotion to the championship and just missed out yeah. and the playoffs um, and then at Hibs I mean you think of that but, win against Rangers and then within 10 days yeah. he was out of his job well, I think you touched on it there that he will take a little bit of comfort from the fact that Hibbs didn't progress after he left. Mm -hmm. You know, Jack will have looked at where Hibbs finished in the season and thought, I could have got Hibbs in the top six. I could have got Hibbs in the fifth and back into Europe. Because there's a whole rump of, play, um, of teams, you know, who were... Um, well, they couldn't win. Yeah, Aberdeen, obviously, yeah. Motherwell, and they were... And they still could have been top six Aberdeen, but you know, they, not, easily, with a month to go. Easily. They were all exactly. marooned. Motherwell had yeah. only, what was it, one win? Motherwell won three yeah. of their last 18 games. Yeah. Dundee United won four of theirs. Yeah. Oh. So it just shows you if someone could have put a little run together and Jack would have looked and thought, I can get a tune out of the players. Yes, they had a bad spell and they had a dip in form. I think they lost seven out of nine and there was a little bit of... Uh, concern. I, I think by all accounts, the win against Rangers kept them on for a little bit longer. I think Hibbs maybe expected they wouldn't win that game and he might have went quickly after that. So, But then when you beat Rangers, they went to Ross County, I think three days later, and lost by a goal yeah. to nil. So they couldn't back it up and push themselves on. So uh, yes, he'll be taking a crumb of comfort that uh, Hibbs didn't progress, but that will be what under the bridge. Jack Ross, new Dundee United manager. I think they'll be happy to see him. I think he's a, he's a good manager and he's shown that. He has indeed. And uh, Tam Coates, of course, has gone to Honved. Um, what do you think? Uh, well, did, did he really want to go? Did well, he just want to go and to expand his experience? Yeah, well, um, it's the fact that they finished fifth in Europe for the first time since 2013. So and by all accounts, you allowed your manager just to walk away. So why? Well, 
I mean, we don't really, we're not privy to that, but, sure. but it just seems a wee bit odd, yeah. I would say. Mm. You know, I don't imagine if another club had happened to that. Say, Motherwell got finished fifth or mm. finished fourth and walked down. Graham Alexander said, listen, time to go, I'm ready for go. No, well, you've got a three-year contract. Sure. You know, the statement they released made it look as if it was mutual consent, that there was no compensation involved and they shook hands mm. and moved on. If that's the case, then when, you know, well done to Dundee United, but I'm surprised after the season they had, they allowed such an up-and-coming manager, as Tom Courts has described, to walk away for nothing, Paul. But you know, it's pastures new because he was talking about going to Rijeka in Croatia. That's right, yeah. He didn't get that job. Fell through. And then he got himself yeah. on to Honvud. Mm. I think they have a, a British sporting director or British uh, head of recruitment. All oh, right, so, so contact there. So there could be a yeah. contact there of some sort. But Somebody who joined us see. a few times on this programme, he was Dundee United, Lauren Shankland. He was in the Scotland squad yeah. as well, but um, it's just not worked out for him, has it? And he looks to be, he could be on his way back here. Um, to Hearts from Beershot. Well, that's not going away either. That's been lingering for a while. I mm. thought there was talk of that in January. And then they said, we'll wait and see, because I think they played a million pounds for him. Hearts wouldn't have the million pounds. No. Well, they would have it, but they wouldn't want to pay that. There's talk of it being somewhere around half a million with add-ons and whatever. But the one thing Lawrence Shanklin gives you is goals. However, if you're going to ask him to get goals, you need supply. So Robbie Nielsen knows him well. He worked with him. He scored lots of goals in the championship, not as many in the premiership. However, you give him the supply and you give the people around about him, you give him the platform, he will score goals. And Hearts have lost Ellis Sims, who was such an influential player for them. He was terrific, wasn't Excellent he? Excellent for yeah. them. That but again, the loan period over. Well, he yeah. comes up here and does well and yeah. he enhances his reputation. And other clubs want to have a nibble. So the money that Hearts were paying, they couldn't go and you know top that and, and, and try and bring him in again. So, But Lauren Shanklin certainly would be one that you think if they could get him in, he would certainly score goals in the Scottish Premier Would Dundee United have half a million to try and bring him back? Goals is what they needed. I mean, you mentioned no, it. No, you I, don't I, see it. No, no, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd be very surprised. They've got their money for for money left for the million pounds. <laughs> you know, they're quite happy to put that in their bank. They went and signed in Tony Watt. They need another striker as well. Dundee United, whether they could do that with, with uh, Lawrence Shank, I'd be surprised. Do you imagine he'd want to try something different? Mm -hmm. He's almost thinking, I've been to Dundee United, I've played up there. You know, go to Hearts, huge club, Hearts. You know, and get the chance again to play in European football. There's so many pools for Hearts and players. Because they've got into Europe, they're going to have eight games in Europe, playoff games, and if they, they get themselves into the Europa League or the Conference League, that's a good pull for a player to say, we can guarantee eight European games. That's an attractive proposition. It's 5.40 with a two breaking news. <laughs> can you give us one more before I can't, six? I can't wait after the news, uh, uh, after the travel. Let's see, after the travel, we might have more. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Stephen Craig in, in the shorts on the Go Radio Football Show mm -hmm. along with Polk. And then why not? It's the warmest, the hottest day of the year so far, summer 2022. The headline's there at five. Alan McGregor signs a one-year extension, a new contract, a year at Ibrox. And in the last 20 minutes, it's a two-year deal for Jack Ross as head coach of Dundee United. Uh, here's some news from Rangers. Alan brings us invaluable experience and leadership both on and off the pitch. And I'm really pleased he has chosen to stay with us for another year. I take it this is from, uh, yeah, it is the Dutchman, Giovanni van Bronckhurst. I've been really impressed with the positive influence he has on our players and also the dedication he has shown to still be a valuable asset for us in a playing sense at the age of 40. Giovanni goes on to say, I feel it's important to have players in our dressing room who really understand the club. And Alan certainly is one of them. Stephen, a ringing endorsement there from the manager. Uh, but you can hear from it as well. He wants to have him around. He's not necessarily mm. saying he's number one. What you find then is the experienced players look after your dressing room for you. You know, the ones with a positive impact 
who can talk to others. And I wouldn't say it makes his job a little bit easier, but it means that you know he he, he can trust Stephen Davis and Conor Goldson, and James Tavernier and Alan McGregor. That if there's any issues, or there's any concerns, or you know sometimes there's a little bit of accountability to say, listen, we're not playing well. You know, let the players go and sort it out themselves. To have leaders, yeah, I would imagine most dressing rooms now have leadership groups where they decide what's going on. They'll speak to the management, they'll speak to the board or bonuses and stuff. So Alan McGregor's been there and done it. And I think as a manager, you want as many strong, influential, dedicated players, senior players. You know, sometimes senior players, if they have a negative influence, it can cut a dressing room in two. But I think he's got a strong bond of senior players. Hence the reason why his coach there will be keeping Alan McGregor on are crucial. I've watched Ted Laszlo. Have you watched it? No, on Netflix is very no. good. He's a US coach, comes over, and it's a, a fictional uh, English Premiership team. But he's never played football, but he's a coach. And you see the, how cynical it can be when senior players don't want to be around oh, the place. Yeah. But it's terrific. Ted yeah. Laszlo, huge hit on Prime, I think it is. So we don't have breaking news at this moment. But I see in the Scottish Sun, they've been reporting that uh, Ryan Kent, what's his future? Wanted apparently of interest to Aston Villa but also Manchester United being mentioned. Now, we know it's this time of year when there is speculation. Look, he's a terrific player. There's been speculation yep. two seasons ago at this time. It was Leeds United put a bid in. Um, what do you think with Ryan Kent? The Stephen Jared knows him so well. Could he be on the way there or even to Old Trafford? Mm. Uh, I'm not going to be disrespectful. I think it would be hugely surprising if he ended up at Manchester United. Yeah. Aston Villa, well, you look at the money that Stephen Gerrard has spent on the likes of... Philip Coutinho, you know, and the wages to sure. be paying. Yeah. You know, would Ryan Kent take... Aston Villa need to be challenging for top six in England. Is Ryan Kent ready to be a top six player in England? Probably not at this moment in time. What I would say is he has the potential for him, you know, but he has to get his numbers up a little bit more, needs to score more goals. His assists have been fine. Probably needs to catch people's eye with a few more goals. But he's in the same bracket as uh, Alfredo Morelos and Joe Rebo's touched on. With one year left in the contract, Rangers can't afford to let it run down. So... You know, the, the question has to be asked of the player, are you prepared to sign a new deal? Can we strike a deal or do we have to think of selling you? I mean, on that article you read, you, you, you gave us, there was no direct quotes from anybody. No, it's You know, no, sure. so stories sometimes, and I'm not going to be disrespectful to the journalist, I don't no, know of course. he made yeah, the information, sure. but with, yeah. without any quotes or any real, you know, mm. kind of concrete evidence, then, mm. you know, these things come in one day and disappear the next day. Of course, day. Wolves have been mentioned, Leeds United too, Leicester City and Dortmund. But of course, with a year left in the contract, something's going to have, have to happen. He either signs a new one, long-term at Rangers, yeah. or they capitalise Well, they can't afford to go and spend £7 million on a player what, three years ago yeah. and not get anything sure. back for him. Worst case scenario, you get your money back. Mm. You know, that's the worst case scenario, then it gives you a chance to go and rebuild. But again, that, they will be decisions that the club will need as soon as possible, or they will need to have an inkling as soon as possible. Uh, you know, I think Celtic had it last year with Christopher Ayer and Odds and Edward. It was quite clear they were going to move on. Yeah. It was just all about getting the best deal for and them. Yeah, they started the season, didn't they? Yeah, you, they it's they easy did, to forget. But it yeah. did see, it always seemed the case oh, that they, they would eventually move sure. on. I mean, as much as Rangers haven't made any signings, Celtic haven't made any, you can be guaranteed that there will be lots going on behind the scenes. Frantic phone calls, mm. conversations, agents involved, fans just getting patient. They just want something to happen. It's Stephen Craig and Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. This time last year, Stephen, we were talking about Celtic. Could they challenge Rangers after Rangers romping the title? Uh, and my goodness, how Celtic did winning the title. But we spoke about uh, Christopher Julian. He was still going to be out for some months, mm -hmm. but expected to come back. Turn of the year, he made an appearance, a brief appearance, you know, warming up at Aloha. 
but we didn't really see him. Now, he's in the papers yesterday, a year left in his contract. He's a £7 million player, one yeah. of the most talented at Celtic. What's your take on it? Does the manager just not fancy him? Does he not fit well, in? Or, or is he going to come back? Well, it's hard to break up a partnership that was so successful. You have to say Carstar felt and Cameron Carter-Vickers had a relationship, they'd done well, you know, the team were winning games. You don't want to go and break that up. There were games where I thought there was an opportunity to bring Christopher Julian in. When you look at now Cameron Carter-Vickers, for example, has played for his national team right up to the middle of June. May have been sensible at times to leave him out. He didn't know he was going to keep him or not. That was always the hope. But I just thought he may have put Christopher Julian in for a couple of games at home when there was no real pressure. The, game, the league was over. I, I, I just thought he might have allowed him to dip his toe in just to see what he was like, to see where he was in his, his comeback. So you think that's almost 18 months that Christopher Julian hasn't played first-team football for. And that's a long time for a player to be out. You can train as much as you want, but until you get that confidence and belief in yourself back on the pitch, you'll be a little bit nervous to get back in. Mm. But certainly when you look at him and his attributes and what he has, he will certainly be good for Celtic. However, he doesn't want to be a third-choice centre-half. He wants to play every single week. And he's 29. He is. And, Coming to his peak. And if he can't yeah. get the chance to play every week, mm. and Celtic can't guarantee him games there may be an opportunity for to sell him in the summer. Players are always going to come out publicly and say, yes, I want to stay. I want to come and fight for my place. But sometimes as a player, you know, I can say as much as I want, but I know I'm not going to get a game. The manager has other ones ahead of me. That's fine. I still think they probably need one more centre-half as well. Because to have Julian as third choice, they probably need a fourth choice. I know Stephen Welch is there and young Dean Murray as well, but those guys are going to have to, at some stage, break out and go and play first-team football and then possibly come back a more rounded player to play in Celtic's first team. So as much as they're good squad players, there'll be a real itch for them to go and play, which would mean they would need four centre-halves, particularly when they have the six Champions League games. Mm -hmm. And between when the season starts and when the World Cup breaks happen, uh, World Cup breaks in mid-October, Celtic have got a lot, a lot of games. And you can't keep relying on the same two to central defenders all the time. A knock or a niggle, then you're in trouble. So, about the big two, what does Celtic need then to go into this Champions League uh, and it's, it's terrific, a Scottish club going straight in. What does Celtic, where do they need to strengthen in the next four or five centre weeks? Centre-half. Yep. I think they need another centre-half. Left-back. Uh, well, with, with a goalkeeper leaving, with uh, Barkas yep. ba moving yep, Barkas, on, you would yep. think they would need another goalkeeper. Sure. Segrist, Segrist has been the one. Yeah. What do you think of Segrist? Well, listen, if Celtic can get him, I think it's a great move. For him personally, he isn't going to play. Joe Hart's going to be number one. So... The reason that maybe one of the factors of deal not being over the line is him having second thoughts. Does he think, well, I'm going to go and be a number two? Am I going to write my career off the next two or three years? Because Joe Hart has been terrific. I think he started 42 out of 47 games this season for Celtic. So he's like a vice captain, isn't he? He is, totally. So for Celtic, if they can get Seagrass, brilliant. But for the player, you'd have little doubts of what do you do with your career? Do you lose two years of your career? It'll be interesting to see. Centre half, they need um, the left back we've spoken about for Celtic and possibly another winger. Just yeah. another little, mm -hmm. you know, made as a strong runner, not really a dribbler. Mm -hmm. Jota, James Forrest, uh, Mikey Johnson, Abada. Mikey Johnson's probably got to go, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. again, yeah. another one who needs to go and play some football, yeah. possibly, mm -hmm. and, and come back in a year's mm -hmm. time, having played 40 games and showing he can get through a season without any injuries, would certainly help his confidence. I would think maybe Celtic would look for another wide player to come in just to complement what they have. James Forrest signed a new deal, didn't he? Just towards he did. the end of the he season. He signed the season, so he's content. I mean, I think he... he can he recapture he what he be, was, player he of the year? He won't be first choice. I wouldn't imagine he'd be first choice. Abado would be ahead of him. Maida would be ahead of him on one side. Jota would be ahead of him if he signs. Uh, you know, they've got enough midfield players. I know Tom Rogic's left, but they've got uh, yeah. Turnbull, Hatati, Eddie O'Reilly. They've got, uh, you know, I suppose the other one that we're talking about over the weekend is going to be a, def 
a defensive midfield player. Mm -hmm. They might be allowed Callum McGregor at times to play a little bit further forward. So, um, Celtic need minimal, minimal surgery. I think Rangers need a little bit more. For Rangers then, Calvin Bassey, you know, he came yeah. from almost nowhere. I mean, we all knew him last summer, but my goodness, most improved player. Oh, without a doubt. Do you know what? Up until the up until the latter stages, or probably majority of the season, Tony Ralston probably would have been yeah. in that category. You know, he's he done well for Scotland yeah, as well. Brilliant, yeah. really good. You know, yeah. from nowhere, yeah. you know, but, to come and really put a, a strong season in and get plenty of games. But certainly, Calvin Bassey's been terrific. You know, has he stayed? Does he go? Has he got the chance to play in maybe the Champions yeah. League, certainly Europa League? That could be a defining factor. Mm. You know, see how they get on in the Champions, Champions League qualifiers in early August, because if Rangers don't get through and they need that cash cow to replace that money, yeah. then you know he could be the one to go. But How much is he, do you think? With Calvin <laughs> Ramsey going yeah. six and a half to eight million to Liverpool, and what a great deal for Aberdeen. We're running out of time on it. We spoke about him on Friday, but good luck to I him, mean, young Calvin. What about Calvin Bassey? I think Calvin Bassey has the similar attributes to Kieran Tierney. Well, you know, yep. when you weigh them up at their yeah. age, you know, Kieran sure. Tierney probably played more game mm -hmm. by this stage. But Bassey certainly... It, has the potential to be as good as Kieran Tierney in the next two or three years so the figure he looked at 25 million you, you would think anything between 18 and 20 22 million Paul and if Rangers get that offer I'm afraid they couldn't turn that down they couldn't try and tie let's be honest he's a left centre half and playing in Scotland he probably plays in second gear Calvin Bassey excelled when they played against Celtic in the in the games in the cup games uh, in the league games the Europa League games he excelled in in, in Scotland you probably could have left him out and, and they still would have won a lot of the games of course He's a smashing player. So for twenty-five million pounds or twenty odd million pounds, Rangers could not afford to turn out that. Would that be their biggest out? It, the it biggest would. sale yeah. of the club twenty twenty-five. Sure. So you know yeah. they couldn't afford to turn that kind of money down. Unfortunately, um, who else do they need? What do they need? Well, they need a right winger. Maybe, yeah, they need a winger. Uh, nothing against Scott Wright. You know, considering sure. he started both legs of the Europa League semi-final against Leipzig, he started the final. I think they need a little bit more pace, creativity on the right-hand side just for competition. They probably need at least at least one centre-forward if Morelos stays. Mm -hmm. If Morelos goes, he need two centre-forwards. Uh, Aaron Ramsey was brought in because he lack a link player, a number 10. They may need something like that. Um, Borna Barisic, will he stay or go? If he decides to go, they'll need a left-back. So there's still a little bit of room for manoeuvre. What he needs at this moment could be different in three weeks' time. Giovanni von Bronckhorst and Ange Postacoglu will be the same depending on who leaves or who stays. But certainly, already you're shaping up and thinking, oh, last season we all thought it would be exciting. I think this season could be even tighter again because Rangers will be in a better place and Celtic naturally are already in a better place. Man City reportedly interested in Kieran Tierney. We'll see. Uh, Real Madrid were mentioned as well. It's great to see Scottish players doing so well, isn't it? South of the border. It is, but it's also good to see the likes yeah. of Calvin Ramsey and Nathan Patterson going oh, south for good money. Of course. And yeah. Scottish clubs now getting proper value. Yeah. I think it's to do with Brexit and it's to do with the work permit, which is enhancing Scottish players' value, which is great because for too long, Scottish players have been undervalued and it's nice to see some proper money coming back into the game. Stephen, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Enjoy your holiday if you get a break. Uh, we're back tomorrow night. Rob McLean will be here with Mark Guidi. Um, I'll be back on Wednesday night with Peter Grant. We're here Thursday and Friday as well. James, have a great break as well. Enjoy it. Uh, coming up after the news, it's going to be Jokal Day. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. 
Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.